2: Hello, guys. Welcome back to Hadig. How did I get here? It's me, Alexa, and this is the podcast where we live our best lives on the internet and come out on the other side knowing more but not feeling that much smarter. I have nobody to ask this to. Unfortunately, it is just me today. So it's just going to be me today. So please bear with me. But a friendly reminder to check us out on YouTube.com slash Dive Pause for full-length episodes. Also, if you don't already know, check out Dive Studios' Patreon, where we have exclusive behind-the-scenes perks and more stuff for the community, which is Patreon.com slash Dive Studios. Yes. So I guess I'm going to hop straight into uh, what we're going to be talking about today, which is something very interesting in my opinion. So how does handwriting reveal a person's personality? Think about it. Think about it. Did you guys ever like go to school? And then there was like that one, like, I don't know, maybe this is just an America thing. I don't know. I'm assuming this is worldwide, but like You know, like the popular girls all had like the same style of handwriting. Like they all did their A's the same or like they dotted their I's the same. And like you would try to like copy that handwriting to fit in or is that just me? I don't know. But you just tried to have popular girl handwriting because you just wanted to be accepted and loved. I don't know. But that's just me. Anyways, so hopping into this, my handwriting is kind of… A mixture of my parents, honestly, because my mom, she does really big, like loopy, cursive-ish kind of handwriting. And then my dad is very like… I think he writes strictly in capital letters. I don't know. But mine's like a weird mix of the two. I think I have pretty decent handwriting. I'll get to that later. I, I'm, I don't feel the power yet, but we'll get to that later. But when it wants to be pretty, it wants to be pretty. When it wants to be… Doctor handwriting is doctor handwriting. So beginning with graphology. Graphology is the analysis of the physical characteristics and patterns of handwriting with an attempt to identify the writer, indicate the psychological state at the time of writing, or evaluate personality characteristics. No scientific evidence exists to support graphology, and it is generally considered a pseudoscience or scientifically questionable practice. However, it remains widespread use in France and has historically been considered legitimate for some uses in court cases. Psychological state. You can depict someone's psychological state from looking at their handwriting. I don't think I've ever seen an episode specifically with that, but I know that's a thing done in true crime. Which which is graphology. Yes, graphology. I don't... Like, I mean, for, poor example, so for those of you who are just uh, listening to the podcast, not watching it on YouTube, uh, I'm now going to demonstrate my handwriting. Uh, I'm going to write the word bread. I don't know. B-R-E-A-D. That is how you spell braid. Very small writing. I could have... Uh, Done the writing a bit bigger, but that is braid. But that is just my normal handwriting. But if I'm like in a rush, oh, we're gonna get exciting now, boys. Ooh, okay. We're gonna just go really fast because my handwriting gets horrible when I'm in a rush. Because it's like halfway cursive, halfway print. C- print? Yeah, I don't know. But what are I Bread? Who who woke up and chose bread today? My brain. <laughs> I well, I mean, the thing is, so like my mom. If I'm gonna try to copy my mom's handwriting, it'd be. I, I, how does my mom write? Oh, I don't know. I feel like this would be how my mom would write bread. She's my mom is very cursivey, very loopy, and like brushstrokey with her handwriting. But then my dad, like I said, he I think he just writes in all caps, so. This definitely is not it, but my E's, my E's and my D's look very similar like my dad's handwriting. Handwriting.
1: Handwriting.
2: That is how I think my dad would write bread. I'm definitely going to ask my parents to write down the word bread and then send me photo after this because I would like to evaluate this myself. Anyways, so that's how I write the word bread. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, if you are listening to or watching this podcast, I invite any of our listeners slash watchers to write down the word bread in your handwriting or just in various styles on a piece of paper and then send it to us. Tweet it. Do whatever you will. Hashtag Hadig. Yeah, and let me just see how y'all write bread. It will bring me so much joy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you in advance for the bread. Uh, moving right along. So <laughs> how to study your handwriting and what it means. This is from Hawking College pressure of the strokes. Pressure of the strokes can be seen in the boldness of the font as well as the pressure marks on the back of the paper. High pressure means high emotional energy. The writer may be intense, sensual, or vigorous. Average pressure means a relatively calm but anchored person. They might have a good perception or memory skills. Light pressure is a sign of introversion or someone who prefers low energy situations. That's odd because I am an extrovert to a T and like I don't like murder my paper when I write on it. So that's interesting. The slants of the lettering, that's also a detail we're going to take a peep into. A right slant shows up whenever the writer is eager to write or writing quickly and energetically. If this happens often, the writer might be assertive and confident. A left slant means an unwillingness to write or a desire to hide emotions. Some say these writers are less cooperative than people who slant to the right. A straight vertical slant, straight, there's no slant, straight. a straight vertical slant might mean the writer keeps their emotions in check. Have the people that conducted this study ever considered right-hand versus left-hand people? I'm genuinely asking because I'm right-handed and sometimes my writing leans to the left, but it primarily leans to the right because I'm right-handed. But like left-handed people might be leaning to the left more naturally or like me, they might go to the right sometimes. Or ambidextrous people, ambidextrous people. What about them? What about them? And why vertical straight slant? That seems to be kind of an oxymoron in itself. How would there be a slant of a
3: straight? I don't know.
2: But don't mind me. I didn't go to Hawking College, so... Looking at the baseline, upward writing is said to show optimism and a happy mood, while downward writing may be a sign of discouragement or fatigue. If you notice someone who has wavy writing, that can mean they are an unstable or uncertain person or an unskilled writer. I mean, I don't know, because the thing is in school, in school. I don't know if everybody was taught handwriting the same way universally, but like, you know, typically when you're first learning handwriting, you get those pieces of paper that has like the three lines and, you know, your lowercase like Y's and G's, whatever should go below the bottom line where like your H's and T's should all be like within the middle consistently. But then I feel like when you get older and like handwriting is no longer your concern, it's just spelling and everything. You know, you don't really think about your handwriting when you write, I guess. But then that tends to be like, People like, for example, my dad, because he doesn't write in lowercase. He writes in all uppercase. So I mean, there's no upward or downward pulled letters. I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't know much about stationery or anything in general. My brain's pretty empty at the moment, but um, I don't know. Because it's interesting to think that words that are written more down towards the uh, line, yeah may suggest someone is discouraged or fatigued versus like the letters maybe floating above the writing line suggests happiness and whatever. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if I'm writing something down in a hurry, the letters are just going to go whichever way they go. Not really a key insight to what's going on inside my brain.
3: It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust.
0: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: I don't know. But next, we're going to evaluate the size of the text, ladies and gents larger signatures, such as that of John Hancock, so famously signed, are typically representative of someone who is extroverted and outgoing. People who are shy or introverted tend to have a smaller signature. I mean, that kind of makes sense, I guess, because if you're someone that's like, don't perceive me, you want to do your stuff as small as possible so it doesn't stand out. Yeah. But then if you're someone that's like, okay, look at my cool signature. Yeah, you're going to do it bigger. You're going to do it bigger, I guess. I don't know. I need to sit down with my friends and have us all sign something so I can look at all of her signatures and just compare them because now I'm really curious. I'm going to make them write bread. Oh, yes, I will show you my signature. But also when it comes to like pressure of the writing too and everything, it depends on what you're using. Like if you're using a ballpoint pen and it won't work unless you like have to push down on it, there's that. Versus like a Sharpie or something and like you barely have to like put any pressure to write something down. I don't know, Hawking College. I don't know. All right, so my signature, I actually base it off of Ace Freely from Kiss. Um, he used to sign his stuff with a A that looked like a star, so that's where I drew it from actually. And so I do this big fancy A drawn from Ace Freely from Kiss, followed by the rest of the letters in my name, and then I make sure the middle of the X in Alexa, well, not with this go round, but typically I like to go through the line that I do on the A. And then the pre-drawn line crosses through the middle of the last A in my name. Yeah. I mean, take away the A. This is how I sign my name normally, though. For most parts, just Alex. And then I add a little heart at the end because I like to be cute. So, yeah. But that's my signature. I feel like I used to do one originally based off my mom's handwriting, which was… Oh, if I can get this correct. How oh, did my mom… No. I don't… Hold on. Huh! <gasps> I probably did it like this once in my life. Ignore the two mess ups that are below this, but... Because my mom does really big loopy A's and as a kid, I tried copying her handwriting sometimes. Um, Let's see. So yeah, I think that's how I might have done my signature at one point. But now it's been consistently the star-shaped A. I don't know. My mom just has this really pretty signature. Like, I I would willingly get a tattoo of my mom's signature because it's just pretty. So... Yeah, and it's interesting because my mom, when she signs, she, you know, she spells everything out, Amy and then, you know, just a big S for her last name and scribble, scribble, scribble. But my dad's signature, like, he just does like a giant, like, S and then like a dot here and like a thing that goes through it there. Like, that's like what my dad's signature is for the most part. It's just <laughs> Now you all have seen my dad's signature. Anyways, I'm going to… Keep this train jogging along. Let's see. What does your handwriting say about you? Study finds more than 5,000 personality traits are linked to how we write. This comes from Daily Mail and not Hawking College. So the types of looping created by the letters L and E can suggest a person's nature. For example, wide loops means someone is relaxed and spontaneous as well as open-minded. People who write narrow loops tend to be skeptical of others and may restrict themselves from certain activities, which which causes feelings of tension. But like, all in all, isn't your handwriting just kind of based on how you were taught to write for the most part? And like also kind of just… I'm assuming it would also depend on your parents' handwriting or maybe your siblings' handwriting or just people you surround yourself with often that you could see their handwriting because I feel like especially as a kid when you're impressionable, like if you like something, you tend to try to follow it or copy it. So like if you like your older sister's handwriting, you might try to copy hers or if you like your younger brother's handwriting, you might try to copy his. Like, I don't know. I don't know all about these feelings of tension. This is giving me some tension. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Let's see. People who leave larger gaps between words enjoy their freedom and don't like to be crowded, while people who write words close together can't stand to be alone and might be intrusive. Oh, that one kind of called me out. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Okay, maybe you do have some truth to you, Daily Mail. Okay. Hmm, let's see. If the dot of a letter is situated high above it, high above the base, it suggests the writer has a great imagination. If the dot is close to the base, they are organized and empathetic. Procrastinators tend to dot their I's and J's to the left of the base letter, while childlike personality types will draw their dots as circles. Interesting, because I actually went through a point in time where... Oh, I don't remember how old I was, but like with my eyes and my J's, I would uh, do like a circle for the eye. Like I. Like I will illustrate that now for the people who are watching. But if you were just listening, imagine me standing Bob Ross style in front of an easel, just drawing the letter I. Because that is precisely what I'm doing at this moment through well-organized and thought out motions. Okay, so we got the letter I. And then I used to do it like this. Incredible style. <laughs> I no longer do this because it is too time consuming. But I also used to be someone of a perfectionist when I was a kid. So if I was writing an essay by hand and I didn't do one of my eyes like that, I would go back and like erase the dot and draw it in like that. And then I, I know some girls that were in my school that would dot their eyes with hearts. And I'm like, how much time do you have to do this, Abby? Like, not that her name's Abby. It's just Just giving you a name, but it's like, I don't know. But that's interesting that if you uh, go off to the side, then uh, overly self critical, don't have a lot of patience for inadequacy of people, uh, and you don't learn from your mistakes. That's interesting. I don't know, but the space in between words, that's also something that's kind of racking my brain because I feel like, I don't know, when it came to like SATs, like whenever you had to like write your essay in the SAT, Like I always tried to take up like as much space or as least amount of space as possible on one line to fit all my words in because you only have a limited amount of pages on the SAT and stuff. So I'm someone that if I have an essay, I tend to write really long essays. So I remember at one point, I think I had to ask for like an extra sheet because I had filled up everything, even though my words were pretty close together. But I don't know. And it's not just because it was taking a test either. I know that when I typically write stuff by hand, my words tend to be pretty close together. But well, no, yeah, it is calling me. It says I can't stand to be alone. Um, I mean, I oh man, I haven't written a letter in so long. But when it comes like birthday cards and everything, I tend to write. I like writing really long things. It's like you know, I can always text someone like a paragraph for their birthday. But like, I I think handwritten things are really. Mm, What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, just, oh, you you care me? You care me? Like, again, you know, nothing wrong with texting or calling, of course. But I don't know. There's just something about seeing the words, like, you know, actually written out in that person's handwriting. It's just like, oh, you care me. Oh, man, I haven't sent any letters since I've moved here. But I might start doing that. I might start doing the squad back home. You got some letters coming. You got some letters coming, all 10 of you. Got some letters coming. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to hop right into a song break. And the song that I want to recommend to you today is Villain by Alexa. Me.
1: You me i i didn't to to call me in. I'm going i I'm in. in. me i Gotta pick me or not? i be your kidnap. Don't touch me. Don't wanna talk. I'm gonna climb the pyramid. They gonna be asking just how I did. One way take it that is <laughs> no way. Gotta make a choice, pain and gain.
2: Yes, what a wonderful song she is. Yes, a wonderful summer song, summer song, pre-release song. Who knows what's going on? I do, but I'm not saying anything to y'all, huh? So, um, without further ado, it is now time to answer some of y'all's questions, which is always my favorite part of this entire thing that we do. Uh, the first one comes from, hmm, on, on Twitter. That is, that is your name. Hashtag Day6BestBand. It comes from, hmm, on Twitter. Uh, And they send in, if you could have bending skills, which element would you like to bend? So uh, in regards to bending, uh, some of you may or may not be familiar with this wonderful classic show called Avatar The Last Airbender, in which basically it takes place in, see, I don't really know if it's set in the future, past, whatever. But basically it takes place in this universe where there are different like, um, uh, like different, what's the word I'm looking for? tribes of people that are like all capable of controlling the elements earth water fire air and then the main protagonist Aang he is the avatar he can control all he can do all um so yeah basically it's different tribes of people can control different elements yes personally because I am a Sagittarius and I do love me some good arson I fire fire nation all the way everything changed when the fire nation attacked yes it did zuko baby so (laughs) um yeah no i mean the fact that they're wanting to continue the story i think that's pretty rad honestly because this is something i and several other people grew up with so now it's going to be interesting because i know for a fact people my age have kids so it's like okay so i grew up with this but now our kids could grow up and you know relive the same kind of stuff that I watched and enjoyed when I was a kid. So it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. And yes, I I also had to cringe inside when I said, people my age have kids. My classmates have kids. And I just want to buy a cat. I don't... Okay. Anyways, fire. Would 10 out of 10 want to be a firebender? Let's see. And then next one comes from, I might mispronounce your name and I'm so sorry if I do. Tehasekosek? Please please forgive me if I mispronounced that. Uh but they asked Hashtag. Quick question. Do you think love and career can coexist? Is it possible to have both? Oh, what a splendid question. What a splendid question. Great question. Let's see. Can you have a love life while you're in your career? I mean, yeah, I think it's possible. It just depends on where you are in your career. Like if you're just starting out and you really don't know what's gonna happen next like and you don't exactly have a firm uh, grip on your situation I would say focus on yourself and your career first definitely like not that you can't think about love or like have feelings during this time but I think it would be best to focus on yourself and then later on whenever you have evolved and gotten further in your career then I think it's okay to look outside of yourself for things like love and whatnot so I think it's possible I think it's possible just you know manage your time manage your feelings and everything so yeah that's all I can provide you with oh yes and so this unfortunately brings us to the end of our episode remember to send us questions to hashtag Hedig, and let us know what should be our next big question to search make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at the dive studios also youtube.com slash dive studios or slash dive pods for the full-length episodes uh, make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a review for us thank you very much and before we go make sure to check out the remaining episodes of Beauty Bar hosted by our own Stephanie Mikova and Joan Kim and we have a new Korean language podcast hosted by Astro's Tinjin and K- Pentagon's Kino called Unboxing. Oh, and also, not just our lovely, lovely podcast we got going on such as Beauty Bar and Unboxing, but I myself have started vlogging. So if you're interested in seeing what goes on in the Alexa world and, you know, also a little sneak peek behind what goes on here at Dive Studios, please check me out at Alexa360 on YouTube. Thank you very much. Catch y'all on the flip side. Bye.
1: How...
0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumpacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumpaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons